I will start the intro. <laughs> Welcome to the Garlic Boys Podcast, where we treat friendship like a good recipe treats garlic. You can never have too much of it. We're your hosts. I'm Connor O'Connor. And if you find yourself choosing not to listen to the Garlic Boys, you might be a redneck. I'm Jeff Foxworthy. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> uh, I had two ideas of what you might have done. Uh, that was not yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were either going to do that uh, you were Johnny and Trey wrote the song about you. <laughs> or you were Piplup and Drag. <laughs> oh, man. Both of those would have been good. But well, I, mine is better, though. Sorry. You want to restart? We can redo it. No, no, no. Mine was unexpected. I, I, I did the unexpected take, you know? Uh, That's true. So you, you, did, you did a deep dive from that episode. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Back to back to the good ones, you know? Or <laughs> you're actually putting effort in for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, has, it has actually been. It's been a while. It's been a, been a hot minute. Do you know how I've been putting effort into uh, to, to things here? Uh, um, no, I don't think you put that much effort into the show, honestly. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nothing. Um, I have finally gotten my desk set up pretty much where I want it to be. Um, there is some foam paneling that I might put up on the wall, which is got to figure out how I want to do that. But as of right now, would you like to see my background? I would absolutely like to see it, yes. This is my true and genuine background of where I am sitting right now. Oh, dang. This is a blue screen that AJ got me for Christmas, and I have put it up, and it makes the background that I put up much nicer. It's pretty tight, yeah. I thought instead of like having the background and like like being able to see the space that I'm in, especially because I still want AJ to have the ability to, to move around in the apartment, uh, that, that I just keep the blue screen up. Even though you can't see the duck shrine anymore. Um, ah. Sacrifice is sacrifice. I do have Mount Funko set up on my desk as well as the Muppets Legos. I I had my desk uh, all set up. Like I loved I loved how I was looking. There was a little bit of clutter, uh, but I cleaned it off and it was looking great. And then Mia's like, yeah, I don't think they let us have anything on our desk when I take my test. Because she's uh, trying to get her certification to be a teacher. So we had to take everything off of my desk and put it in various places around the room. Uh, so that was great. That was lovely. Love that. Love having she, a perfect setup and then ruining it. she take her test? She yeah, did. Or... She did. And she, she feels pretty confident about it. Uh, hopefully she passes so she can get a... Uh, certification and then be it act uh i shouldn't say an actual teacher be a certified teacher rather than a substitute teacher or kind of what she's doing now which is like a preschool uh teacher position yeah now she can be a real teacher instead of just a babysitter during a day <laughs> yeah she uh she's not real happy with her her current position in life so uh i'm hoping that the certification and the teacher positions will uh be good for her it's good i know yep. if she's looking i know a school she can work at um it does force you guys to move closer to me but 
Right. That's that's the only problem is I did just buy a house. Um, so not sure how doable that is. I mean, you could start renting it out on Airbnb. <laughs> and then just move into yes. the upstairs apartment where I live. Yes, because Emlinton is such a high price area for people to want to rent an Airbnb, especially during the winter. You get that real Pennsylvania uh, winter vibe going, you know? It's like, hey, you ever want to live in a small town in Pennsylvania during the winter? Now you can't. Sure, there's a hole in the ceiling, but hey, that's your (laughs) hole in the ceiling. Sixteen hundred bucks a day, you can rent my my house out just for your pleasure. But please bring your own cleaning supplies. <laughs> I I really wish that I could have like a separate source of income like that. That would be so amazing because oh, I'm so poor. <laughs> it's I'm so poor. The, the problem, like, right right now, really one of the only ways, I don't know, like, like just property income as, in general is just such, like, a volatile market, and right now it's, like, even worse than normal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what normal is. Because of, like, the 2008 housing crisis, like, the idea of normal, I think for our generation and when it comes to housing and everything is kind of skewed. Yeah. And so like, I don't know. It just feels like a, such a, a risk I should say. It is, it is, it's absolute garbage. Um, and the, one of the things that stimulates an economy is affordable housing. And guess what? Uh, this whole country doesn't have <laughs> Any affordable housing. Yes, sir, Rebob. You got it right on the head. It would it would be nice to be able to afford things. It would be great. It would be great if if uh if I was able to save any money and uh my mortgage didn't completely wipe out an entire paycheck. That'd be awesome, lovely, great. There There is a idea, I believe that's like nowadays of like that was for so long just held that there was going to be like a single family, a single income family can like live in a house and do everything that they need to to survive. Mm-hmm. I have my brother and I both have decently good incomes. Yeah, but that comes from me working two jobs and us having to live half an hour away from where we work just to be able to afford it and like there recently there was this girl on tiktok that was kind of like talking about how she doesn't like the nine to five mentality and everything i saw that yeah like people are tearing her apart but like her point was like she she spends so long commuting to a nine to five job that's like uh, she spends like 10 hours of her day just on work and then you have to sleep eight hours a day. So that's 18. So then you have six hours a day to exercise, meditate, eat, do uh, have a social life, do everything. And it's just not enough time to feel fulfilled, rested, and 
just ready to go back to work the next day. Right, right. I I personally don't think that the people that run this country or make decisions as far as jobs go, um, I just don't think they're very clever. Is this a, do you do you just want to do the quiz? Like or did you just think no, of was, like a way to bully them and say clever? Well, I was serving it up. And then it's like I, your turn I was, to spike it. I get that, but I was working towards it and you stole my clever. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was a really good transition and then and then I, I was like I I like set it up so you could spike it over the net. I think You know what I'm not gonna be hurt by it. I'm 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 choosing not to be hurt, and I'm going to play with you in this space, okay? Clever. Yes, and. Yes, and, Connor. <laughs> clever. Matt, did you say clever? No. I was clever once. <laughs> oh, All right. heaven. Well, friends, as much as I would love to continue ranting about how capitalism has destroyed any hope of us having less depression even though seasonal depression is back upon us it seems that matt would like to do the clever boy quiz for this week and who am i to deny him the joy of him getting mad at me for dumb things the so joy that brings us to that brings us to this week's clever boy quiz matt how are you feeling about this you're coming off of a, a clever person quiz win last week against trey and I think a couple um, wins before that. Probably. I don't keep track of that aspect of wins. Where is the list I should get like prizes for getting like a winning streak. That'd be cool. I mean a 10 winning streak, yeah, I get that. But like I mean getting like a three in a row kind of thing would be cool. Like strike or a a, a turkey. Turkey prize. Yeah, wait, we can talk to the officials and see what we can get get going for you. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I I would love to help you. It's just not my decision, you know? Like I'm I'm not in charge of the the distribution of prizes and things like that, you know. Uh, you have to be 18 years or older. Um it doesn't apply in certain states. Uh check online for availability. Ask your parents' <laughs> permission first before going online. Messenger data rates apply, you know, all of those things like are in play here and just right right I, I, like i said I, I wish i could help but yeah yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> anyways this week's quiz is i can show you the world specifically where these fairy tales come from <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh this week's quiz is going to be on different fairy tales now unfortunately the mouse corporation has appropriated a lot of these fairy tales into being movies for them however we are discussing their origination ip not those movies themselves because the mouse corporation doesn't believe that actors are people which i don't understand yeah, hey, I mean, when they have a corporation that literally works in personifying things that aren't people into people, you'd think that they would see people for people. You'd think, you'd think, but I, I think they, no, they don't. Uh, do you, you am, understand 
do you understand what we're we're asking of you this week? Sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take it question by question. I think. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm gonna give you a fairy tale, and you're gonna have to tell me where that fairy tale originated originated from globally. Oh, I see. Okay, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you ready for your first one? Sure. Fairy tale number one. Cinderella. 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 Um, Cinderella has okay. <clears throat> Cinderella. Cinderella is European. Does is that does that count or do I have to say specifically the country? Can you be more specific? All right, Chandler. Um, oh, sorry. That was a little soon. Too sorry. soon, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> um, yes, I can be more specific. Um, oh, beans. Cinderella. Cinderella. Cinderella feels like um, something that would happen in Europe, but specifically where in Europe? Feels like I again. The, the problem is the time that these were written. Uh, it's a very different time than now. Uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, England or Great Britain, whatever you want to call it. Um, cause it could be like Welsh, technically Great Britain encompasses all of those, um, Final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. Matt, I'm sorry to tell you that that is incorrect. Dang it. Originally okay. told orally throughout Greece and Egypt, the first literary European version of the story was published in Italy in 1634. However, the more widely known version of the story that we know today is most popular was written and released in france in 1667 or sorry 1697 so france? if you had said greece france italy or egypt i would have given you the point there Dang, however that's crazy none of those countries are a part of great britain so i'm unable to award you that point ah okay that's fair Alrighty. Fairy tale number two, the fountain of youth. The fountain of youth. It's like it's like everywhere. Everywhere's had that. Everywhere's had a fountain of youth. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, but where did it originate? We don't know. It could have originated anywhere. I'm sure there's stuff um i'm gonna go 
with the fountain of youth originated in China. Definitely not Final what I was originally going to say. Yeah, China. Final answer. Before I reveal, what were you originally going to say? I was originally going to say... Um, oh, shoot. What was I originally going to say? I was originally going to say like Rome, which I guess would be uh, Italy. Uh, but that doesn't sound right uh, because Greece was before... Yeah, I'm. That's why I'm going with uh, China because it was out there. You know, I don't know. Matt, the Fountain of Youth is originally from Japan. Oh, I was so close. You were so incredibly close. Oh, I was so close. Ah. That, that's why when I asked, I was really hoping you were going to say Japan. You, like you were between Japan and China, and you just chose China. Um, but that was that was a cool, like, that you just picked Asian, uh, an Asian country and how close you got. Yeah. I really, you're getting better at this. No, I'm not. <laughs> Fairy tale number three. Little Red Riding Hood. Little Red Riding Hood. Um, I think that that's German. Yeah, but I think it's German. Final answer. Final answer. Again, you're so close because it's actually France. I hate I I should okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Say you hate the French. No, I was gonna say that I should be able to say the region that it's from, as in Europe, the the continent. Because <laughs> there are so many countries out there. It's not fair. It's fine. Unfortunately, most of these are from Europe, and that's why that's not allowed. <laughs> Yeah, you could have been more diverse. It's not my fault. Uh, you wouldn't have known a lot of the more diverse ones, so it is your fault. No, no, it's it's definitely yours. You make the quiz. Okay then. Fairy tale number four. Rapunzel. <laughs> Rapunzel. I'm. I keep going back to. German, but I'm pretty sure that is actually German. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. It could be French. It, again, it could be Welsh. It could be uh, Scandinavian. Uh, but I'm going to go German. Final answer. Rapunzel just sounds German. Yeah. Final answer. I'm going to give you that point because I am benevolent oh today. <laughs> okay. So with Rapunzel, they are not quite sure where it comes from. Okay. 
but they do know that it is European in origin. So it's a trick However, question. There are some people that believe that it is based off of some Irish myths, including Ethuni, the daughter of Balor. And so I was probably I was looking for Irish because of that, but I think I'm just gonna go with Europe in general and give you a point. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take one point for this quiz. Alrighty. Fairy tale number five. The Little Mermaid. It's a little mermaid. Um it's a little mermaid. Um I'm gonna go. Oh, you probably want Mother Trucker. I'm going to go with something a little off the wall. A little off the wall here. Ooh. Oh, you're self Vans because you're off the wall? I'm Vans now. Um, I'm going to go, let's say like Iceland or something. That sounds cool. That sounds like something that, that they would see Little Mermaid. Yeah? Yeah. Final answer? Final answer. If you had said Scandinavia, I, I thought regions weren't allowed. I said no continents. Yeah, but Europe is also a region. Eh. But it is specifically I, I, from Denmark. I literally was like, I should say Scandinavia, but I was like, okay, I, I, the Scandinavia may not be allowed. So I was like trying to think of the countries in Scandinavia. Yeah, no. Okay, that's fine. All right. I mean, there haven't been many tricky ones yet. I mean, we're so good. Mm -hmm. Makes me Question think that there's numbers. tricky ones. I would never give you a tricky one. Fairy tale uh, number six. The gingerbread man. The gingerbread man. Um, The gingerbread man. That's German. It's like, it's like it's like Hansel and Gretel. That's that's so German. It's it just it just oozes German energy. So yeah, final answer. That's incorrect. <laughs> but do you know why it oozes German energy? I don't know. <laughs> Because your uh, United States in the 1800s was such a good melting pot, like pretty much everything had some German energy in it. When this You're story telling was first me written, the gingerbread man comes from the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I hate America so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's, that's your last straw with America. It's, they wrote the gingerbread man. No, no. Okay, maybe it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> but like, oh my gosh. <sighs>
that's funny. Okay. Hmm. Fairy tale number seven. King Arthur. That's just straight up like England. That's straight up the Great Britain, whatever you want to call it. That that little series of islands. What's your final answer? That is my final answer. I need you to clarify your final answer. Great Britain? I mean, England is Great Britain. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah. I need you to say your answer and then say the words final answer. Great Britain final answer. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> Good. Do you know Next. why? Do you want to know why? Because it's, I don't know. Because you're going to get mad at this. You ready? Okay. Even though King Arthur tells the tale of Arthur as king of England, it was a story written in Wales. So because I said Great Britain, it counts. But if I would have said England, it wouldn't have? Yeah. Oh, my golly. Oh, I hate this. 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 Okay. <laughs> Number eight. Actually, is is Wales part of Great Britain? Because there's the United Kingdom, which is, I think, all five of them. But I think Great um, Britain might just be Scotland, Ireland, or Scotland and England. No, well, Wales is definitely part of Great Britain. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, not look. I gave you a point. Just let's just be happy that you got two points. <laughs> yeah. Fairy tale number eight. As we are recording on Hallow's Eve, can you tell me where Jack O the Lantern is from? Oh, that's uh so technically uh Ireland. Final answer. Final answer. That is correct. <laughs> And as a non-bonus point, bonus point, can you tell me what Jack-O-Lantern was? What Jack-O-Lantern was? Yeah, Jack-O-The-Lantern. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually just watched like a whole TikTok about this. Um, but do I remember any of it? No. Uh, I do know that they like started putting the pumpkins out. Um, Jack Jack was a guy, okay? And I think he put like a, a light in a I don't know. I don't remember. It, you you did the research. You go ahead and tell us. <laughs> my my main research point was um Jack originally put his spirit into a turnip and not a pumpkin. Mm, gotcha. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I understand, pumpkins didn't become the jack-o'-lantern tradition until the 19th century in America. Gotcha. Yeah. That's why, that's because, why I said technically uh, uh, Ireland, because I do know that America kind of took over. Well, the story of jack-o'-the-lantern is an Irish folklore fairy right. tale. So. Right. But there's the American jack-o'-lantern, which... Okay. Question number nine. 
fairy tale number nine, the ugly duckling. Thought you were gonna say the ugly barnacle. Um, <laughs> the ugly duckling. I could be wrong. I probably am. I should say. Um, again, that feels like a German thing. I don't know why, but it does. So that's what I'm just gonna go with is Germany. Final answer. I I do know that a lot of fairy tales do come from Germany. Which is the reason I'm saying that again. So yes, final answer. Are you familiar with the the author Hans Christian Andersen? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, he he wrote several other famous stories, including The Little Mermaid, uh, the the Snow Princess, which was adapted into a very popular franchise. Um, but he also is the one that wrote The Ugly Duckling. Okay. And so The Little Mermaid was from... I don't remember. Scandinavia? Did you say it was Scandinavian? Yeah, yeah so he, it's it's Denmark. The Ugly Denmark Duckling is, is also from Denmark. Denmark is basically Germany, so I should get the point. Just saying. I can't. I can't in good conscience do that. All right, whatever. Fairy tale number 10. Boom, Chicken boom. Little. Chicken Little. Yes, Chicken Little. It, so it kind of... Chicken Little always reminded me of um, what's his dumb face, Isaac Newton, uh, and okay. I believe Isaac Newton was a American, or was he not? Was he English? I think it was America. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. Chicken Little is American. Okay. Um, Chicken Little reminds you of Isaac Newton, right? Yes. That's what you said. Correct him. He reminds brother. you of Sir Isaac Newton. Oh, shoot. He's English. <laughs> is he English? Isaac Newton is English. However. Dang it. This question was always going to be a free point for you. Okay. Because... Literally, what, what I found on the internet, no one knows where Chicken Little came from. Not at all. What? There's nothing. And I just wanted okay. to talk about that. <laughs> That's wild. So I, it's there's an unknown origin story for it. I love that. I love I love that someone just decided to write a story and it got lost. It got lost and someone else picked it up. Someone else found it. Or maybe they were trying to sell it and it just like kept getting sold and it's like a whole game of telephone. Uh, and then they just, it just, you know, oh, someone had it. They're like, let's make something out of this. So they like published it. It turned it into a movie that we're not allowed to talk about. Like, 
wild, wild stuff. Well, you have lost this episode. Dang. High time. But we still have the bonus. Okay. And you are only two points behind. Dang, I didn't realize that. And I am feeling generous today. Oh, you're so sweet. So this bonus question is going to be worth two points. That if you get right, you will tie it up. How about that? Sounds good to me. And then it won't be a win or a loss. Okay. All right, stick with me here. Mm-hmm. The Mouse Corporation is well known for taking fairy tales and other princess stories and making movies out of them. But which princess movie, based on a folk heroine from the 4th century AD, was had a movie released during the month of your birth? Uh, okay. There was a movie. You're, you're talking, there was a movie that was... Uh, released in July based on a fairy tale. Is that is that what you were trying to tell me? No, because I misremembered when your birthday was like a freaking Ow. idiot. The same month as you. Yeah, I know. I just I remembered you were a cancer, so I was like, oh, that's June. <laughs> Like this movie, this movie premiered a few weeks before we premiered. Can you remember a movie during 1998? There were lots of movies in 1998. Yes, but with the stipic with the stipulations that I have put forth, mm -hmm. of where it was a female-led princess movie based on a folk heroine from the fourth century AD. Um. Female-led folk heroine? Is that is that what you're giving me here? Um, were they... Can, can I get one hint, and this will be only one question? You can answer it or not, that's fine. I usually don't. Um, was this person a princess at the beginning of the movie? No. No. Which leads me to believe and it's the only thing I could think of, Beauty of the Beast. It was uh, Belle. <laughs> Final answer? It's the, only, it's the only one left on that background of yours. <laughs> yes, final answer. That is incorrect. Dang it. Mulan? Yep. <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna say Mulan. Ugh. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not having a breakdown. It's fine. Uh-huh. Are you sure it's fine? It's fine. I mean, just because you keep saying it's fine doesn't mean it is. Connor, it's fine. 
Well, it's all right. I, I, it was, it was high time for a loss. Uh, I've been doing so well on your quizzes. Uh, I think it's fair. I think it's fair that I, that I take the L on this specific quiz. In fairness, you keep saying it's fine, but it's not fine. It's actually five. That's the number of losses you have currently. So you are halfway to a punishment. Oh, boy. <laughs> which, which I have an idea for, which we'll see if it's able to be facilitated. Well, uh, I'm sure probably um, because we are going to be doing this 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 podcast i foresee hopefully for a very long time um so i i doubt that i can hold back those five losses forever more facilitated through memes not opportunity i see i see anywho matt do you have a topic for us this week i do I do, I do, and it's actually been a topic that I've had for like a solid four weeks, um, and it's just other things have been coming up. We haven't been able to talk about it. Um, there is a show, and a, I'm not going to name the show because of the whole actress thing. I Again, clarification, we stand with the actors, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. It's very important. And I said blah, 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 blah to save time, not because it's not important. Um, but the show that I'm talking about is a very popular children's show. And it is uh, – <sighs> I have been watching it. Uh, Mia and I have been watching it together. Um, and holy smokes – that show is so good. It is so good. Not only not only is it good for kids, it's very good for kids. It's also phenomenal for adults. It catches the humor. Like it, it hits my funny bone just right. It is this show by chance um made and distributed in Australia before it comes to yes. America. It absolutely okay. is. I, I'm so technically we can talk about it then. Because if it's made in Australia, Australia is not part of the strike, it's not part of the SAG AFTRA, right? I don't believe the actors are, but the studio it's still distributed through Disney. Ah, I guess. I guess you're right. And again, the Mouse Corporation doesn't care that they're people. You're right. You're right. Um, so then never mind. Yes, it is the Australian kid show. Um, I love it, the Australian kids show. It's so good. Um, and not only that, but like, first of all, it teaches kids in a gentle and great way. So much. There was there was a whole episode about a character who couldn't have children, and they it was masterful. It was mm -hmm. it was mwah, it was so good. It was so good. Heart wrenching, but good. I love the show. <laughs> this the show does so good at taking concepts in which you want your children to know and understand just in case they do come up in life, being able to teach them in a way that doesn't talk down to the children. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the biggest thing that I hate about children's shows is when they're like, "Well, hi there. 
What color's my hat? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's and, blue. And that so that is good. That is very those types of shows are very good for very very young children. Um, like I, I miss right. Rachel, I believe is one of those YouTubers that I'm not very fond of, but it is very good, uh, scientifically, I guess, for the development of very young children. But like when they're starting to watch shows like, and, and understand difficult concepts, um, there's no good shows out there except for this Australian kid show. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, one of my favorite episodes of that show is um, one I just actually recently watched where they were at a picnic in the park with a bunch of the, the kids and the parents and they're playing cricket. And mm. there's one kid that's super good at cricket. And he's mm. talking about like why he's so good at it. It's like, because he plays with his older brother and his older brother's like, 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 look, we're going to play cricket. And like you're gonna have to get good at it, especially when he's playing with his friends, because they're like they don't hold back. And this kid is persevering and like putting in the time, putting in the effort to be good at cricket. Um, and then like he gets an encouraging note from his dad, who's away fighting in the army. Mm. Like that, like this kid, like you see it relatively often where his dad is away and like he's dealing with that and like talking about the realness of that whole um thing. But like at the end of the episode, we see he gives up the fact that no one can get him out to pop a ball to his sister who really wanted to play catch with him. And she's so happy he did it. And he he's like, yeah, I'm happy to be your big brother. And then it's implied at the end as he walks past a older adult that kind of looks like him holding a cricket bat and a stadium that he grows up to be a successful cricket player. Mm. And it's it like shows that like, there are kids that are good at things and like we have to encourage them to stick with it and like help them grow and grow in their talents because they can be good one day at it. And like, you don't have to fit into boxes. And if you just keep encouraging them and helping them grow in those talents, then they'll be incredible. But then you have other episodes like um, one where the little sister is in the hospital and the older sister and all of her friends make a video to help her feel better. And it yeah. addresses how there's kids with chronic illnesses. Yeah. I the, mm, I love this show. So, like, so this show does not specifically broach, like, actual educational learning. It right. does, however, broach and and just dive in the deep end in a very good and, and like, gradual way for children to understand. It broaches emotional education which is so stinking important it's so it important. doesn't focus it doesn't focus on iq it focuses on eq yes yes and it's that is so needed because i feel like every kid show is just about educational learning and that's not fun like it's it's good it's good for kids but they also need entertainment entertainment where they're learning without even realizing they're learning that's why I, I think one I think one thing that this show does very well is it allows the adults to be adults. Yeah. Like with with kids shows like you have the bumbling idiot and like the the the, the mom who's like 
no business and the dad that's silly goofy or like neither parent really knows what's going on or both parents are so strict and they can't do anything and like but these parents are literally just trying like yeah. the, the dad does everything he can to be there for the kids and plays every game possible with him but we see sometimes the kids or that the dad uh, the dad messes up or the mom messes up and like they address it. They talk about how it affects the kids and they see the parent be like, Hey, I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry. I did that. Like, let's work together to move past that and make sure it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're so real. <laughs> like, right. That's what I love. I, I just, I love that, that they, nobody's, nobody's perfect in this show. They always try, but, but at the same time, nobody's, fulfilling unhealthy tropes like mm -hmm. like you were just saying there's no bumbling idiot dad like there always is every kid show has some dumb person it's like it's it's not it's not necessary parents work together to healthy parents i should say work together to the benefit of their themselves their family and their kids and that's what this show kind of highlights and exhibits is that just because um, nobody's perfect does not mean that they can't have a healthy lifestyle, a healthy relationship, and a healthy family. I For sure, it. and, and the, every everything they do is just spot on to how like it should be, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. I, I I love talking about the show. I'll talk about it all day if we if I need to. Uh, but the there is one more thing I would like to discuss before we leave. Okay. Um, and it's the fact that I am apparently a sauce master. Um. So for my day job, I am able to cook for people. And mm -hmm. sometimes with that, I'd like to experiment with things. And so I, uh, at one point, I developed a hot, a um, barbecue sauce that was a mixture of other sauces and stuff like that, but seasonings and ratios and things that kind of made it my own. Sure, there was a ketchup base to it, but I don't know how to make ketchup. And I don't think most people who have their own signature sauce are making their own ketchup for it. The ones that are make it a really good sauce, but hey, that's just how it is, you know? Um, yeah. And so one day um, I was making breakfast corn dogs and I got a bunch of syrup with it. And I thought, you know, what would be really good is a hot maple sauce, like a hot maple okay. syrup. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I don't want it to be too hot. You know, I want it to still be sweet and like maple syrup is sweet, but like it's still got to be a little bit healthy. How can I add some more sweetness to this? And so it's not as bad. And then I remembered hot honey sauce. Yeah. And so I have developed my own recipe for a hot honey maple syrup. That okay. is delicious. All right. And so behind me here, for those of you uh, watching on youtube.com slash at the garlic boys and for Matt, are some boneless wings that I have made uh, and then tossed in the sauce and the topped nice. with a little bit of parsley. And I'm not a spicy person. Like, I don't like spice food at all. Uh, and this is not that spicy. 
but it's got a kick to it and like you feel it and you're like that's that's good um and so like obviously i'm not going to share my proprietary recipe with everyone but what i wanted <laughs> to do was actually kind of encourage people to to try new things in the kitchen yeah um, I had some friends this week tell me that they wished we talked about food a little bit more on the podcast because um, they think with the name of the Garlic Boys that we would talk about food a little bit more. And so I wanted to indulge that and I wanted to talk about easy ways that you can make, uh, you can enhance food. Um, whether it is like a sauce or whether it's just simply seasoning your food. <laughs> salt, salt is a base it is not a seasoning all right put salt in your food <laughs> and then more seasonings salt and pepper are not seasonings they are flavor <laughs> enhancers and they should be on your food anyways yes so the the way that salt helps your food is it enhances the foodness of the food and so whatever flavor you have in there the salt helps enhance that flavor but the big thing you have to remember are the five major tastes Sweet, sour, salty, savory, and umami, I believe are them. No. Did I say spicy? Savory. Savory and umami are the same thing. So it's sweet, sour, spicy, salty, and umami. Umami is also savory. Um, when, if you have, if you have, you should have at least three of them, I think, in most dishes. I think it's like, like what's considered a balance to the flavors because they complement each other as well as the third one is the enhancement. So most of the time you think of candies that are salty and, or sour and sweet, but really like salty and sweet go very well together. And if you don't believe me, try some chocolate covered bacon. Oh yeah. And so like always be adding salt and pepper to your food. That is correct. Matt. But also Add some just small things to it. Take some fresh garlic. Garlic is a very good enhancer of flavor, as well as there are a lot of health benefits to garlic that you might not realize. My favorite thing to add to most food that I make is paprika. Paprika yeah. adds a small smokiness to it, which also plays into that umami factor that most people don't really pick up on, but they do sense or they do taste something enhancing in the food. And it doesn't have to be overpowering as long as you know how to manage it. And always remember that when you're adding things, start with a little and then add more and taste as you go through food because you can always take things, you can always add things to it. It's hard to take things out of food. My final piece of advice for this week in the cooking corner is salt as you go. Always add salt after you add something new because the flavor balances can change, especially if you're making something with multiple steps, such as a pasta sauce. You should be sweating your onions and garlic before you add your tomato sauce in. And so salt and pepper those as they're sweating down in your oil or your butter and then add your sauce in and salt that because that is going to be super tart from the tomato's acidicness. So add the salting in to help counteract that. Matt, you any cooking questions? No, but I think you should just be a chef at this point, just entirely. Just like forgo everything, be a chef. Uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, like, I, if I was a chef, I wouldn't have time to do this. 
Fair. Um, I should so, say a real chef. Yeah. Um, I, I myself have been kind of experimenting uh, with, with different food flavors. Um, and I, so I used to be the kind of guy who could not cook without a recipe. Like mac and cheese out of the box, I needed a recipe. I needed to know the exact minutes. I needed to know exactly when to put everything in. Like I needed a recipe. I would never add anything extra. I would never like the recipe is a recipe for a reason because everybody, you know, they they've tried trial and errored this recipe and come up with the perfect recipe. False. That is false. Not entirely. Um, but lately i have been experimenting and adding things that aren't in the recipe that i think would be good with it i i have been not measuring things which is painful it is painful when you go from religiously measuring everything perfectly to just like oh, yeah. measuring with your heart it hurts but it's good it 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 makes your food better every time Easiest thing to do, craft mac and cheese. Let's talk about that. That's that's a staple that I think most people can agree is good. Yeah. You're gonna make your you're gonna make your noodles. I think your box says uh, seven to nine minutes on it, right? You're gonna cook mm -hmm. it for seven minutes. Because then you get the noodles to be a little al dente, you know, to the tooth, which means that they're still a little bit hard because you don't want your noodles mushy. Then you drain them and you strain them. As that's happening, you put your pot back on the wall on the burner, throw your butter down. Get that butter melting. Salt and pepper that butter. Even if you have salted butter, salt and pepper it. Then what I want you to do, man, take a little bit of garlic powder, a little bit of onion powder, a little paprika, and just a hint of cinnamon. Mm. Just just like okay. the, the idea of it. Okay. Okay, don't actually do that. I thought I thought you were gonna disagree with me on the cinnamon. Don't add the cinnamon. You can add everything else. Oh honestly, honestly. The cinnamon might not be the worst idea because, like it's you not, said, but it's not how I like it. Right, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. But like you were talking about um, having multiple senses of flavors, and sweetness would not. It's a very savory meal, and cheese tends to be a little bit kind of on the savory sweet side, like. In you a get way, to the so. richness of the cheese because that, that, that even though you're using the powdered cheese, there's still a richness to it, especially with the milk. That's how you get heavy. So the cinnamon is good; it can cut through it. The big thing you want to remember with cinnamon is that it's hard to use because it's hydrophobic, and so yeah. anything that you added it to you added to is probably going to get a little gummy if you use too much of it. That's why I always recommend you use cinnamon sparingly. The yeah. next thing you want to do is make it pretty much as the box says. You can eyeball the milk. Um, I don't use very much milk because the noodles are wet, and then I, I like using the liquid from that, as well as I don't want it to be too liquidy. But one fun thing that you can do is if it gets too liquidy is if you have pre-shredded cheese in your, in your house, take some of that and sprinkle it on there because there's an anti-caking agent inside um, those bags to help make sure that cheese doesn't stick together and that can help thicken up uh, your mac and cheese there as well yeah. as it makes it a little ooey gooey and it doesn't feel like box mac and cheese anymore yeah I like food <laughs> 
Yes, yes. Uh yes, I do too. I I quite I quite enjoy food. Uh I often I'm often referred to as like the Brad Pitt of the natural world. Um I, it's just, you know, how people see me, you know. You ready for the G spot? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only reason I didn't do a G-spot last week, uh, ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between, um, is because, nice, uh, is because uh, Trey was on. Uh, thank you so much, Trey, for being on the show. But I decided to skip it just for the sake of time. This week, I will make it, I'll make it quick because we're running on, out of time. Baldur's freaking gate. Three. I know, Connor, you've probably heard a whole bunch and everybody's telling you to play it and you're like, I could literally, I would rather gouge out my eyeballs. This game. Mwah. Um, just, just real quick. So the creators of the game really did a lot of cool stuff, um, as, as, especially in the realm of like character creation. They added a lot of cool things, um, like non-binary characters. Um, you could customize your character based on, you know, tons of races and classes, um, clothing options, uh, so many of them throughout the entire game. Um, it's so good. It, it, at first I was skeptical about it. I did not enjoy it. Uh, I could not figure out the controls. There was so much I had to do. There was, I couldn't just press X to jump. I had to go into like a radial menu and go to find the jump button and then put my cursor where I wanted to jump. It was infuriating, but once I got the hang of it and it kind of just became second, uh, second nature for a lot of these things, especially like combat and stuff like that. Holy crap, man. It's so it's so good. It's so good. It's it's so good. Even when I die, I'm like, man, this is so much fun. I've I've heard very positive things about Baldur's Gate. Um, I do have a lot of people telling me I should play it, but it is not going to be avoidance uh, that stops me from playing it. Uh, what's going to stop me from playing it is the fact that I do not own a PS5. That's true. You might be able to run it on your MacBook, but I doubt it. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Well, but another another quick highlight of this game. <laughs> can I can I make for those of you out? who are listening and not watching, he is pointing to what I assume is a some sort of elvish humanoid, um, maybe a tiefling. And it says this is a meme that says players calling, I can fix her. <laughs> so I have no is, context for this meme. And this I, I would not like any. I don't want no, to know I wanted, this meme. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Garlic Boys. No, go ahead, man. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You don't need context. She's evil. That's it. That's that's the context. I'm sorry, I do actually want context, but we are almost out of time, and so we gotta hurry. Um, okay, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, she is one I mean, of the like, three leaders. Uh, oh, fine. I'll give it to you after. Let's go. Okay, you ready to speed run this? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for so much. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Garlic Boys. If you'd like more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. If you'd like to support us, you can support us on Patreon.com slash The Garlic Boys. You can support us for $3 a month as a base payment or $10 a month to get all of our bonus materials on there. If you'd like to watch video versions of this podcast, you can go to YouTube.com slash at The Garlic Boys and watch us live on there where you can see the video versions of this podcast, including the delicious chicken wings behind me and the murderous drow elf behind Matt as well as we can support us by buying our merch in the merch store, which you can find in the link in the description of whatever you're listening to this podcast on. Matt, who is your mom? Supplementary report of the week. Mommy. Is she a mom or a mommy? Um, <laughs> she, she is a mommy. I don't believe she's a mom. Uh, sorry, I don't believe she was a mom, and she definitely won't be a mom after the playthrough that I did. So <laughs> she did. <didn't. laughs> well, um, my my shout out this week is going to be for Sue Storm, the Invisible Girl, uh, because I am staring at her Funko Pop right now. Um, nice. Fair uh, enough. Any final any final thoughts for us this week, Matt? Go play Baldur's Gate 3. Do it. Not you, them. Alrighty, thank you for that. And as always, remember to stay, stay garlicky. Garlicky.